0: I broke it down into New South Wales squad and then backs and then full backs, outside backs and halves, forwards, all right. then hookers, middles and edges. And then I wrote my team up and then I did the same for Queensland. But anyway, that's right. That's oh, there head. we go. Fuck, I'm you know me? You me? illiterate.
1: Computer illiterate.
0: You bloody found me? That's right. Rock and you roll. You know? As long as you found it, especially the Panthers, they didn't find enough of that troll line later on in the game as we needed them to do. But that's all right, Cam Smith. You know, he wins his... his uh haven't been Grand Finals. I think he's qualified for three official, though.
1: Three. Yeah, so he's won five, fi- won five Grand Finals. And yeah, he's, he's been around for a and long time. And how was your weekend? weekend? What did you think? It was good. It was, a very, it was a very odd Grand Final weekend, you know, given uh, all the build-up to this big sport weekend of... Uh, the Cox play, uh, the AFL Grand Final, the NRL Grand Final. We didn't have the public holiday the next day, is what uh, sort of really hit me on the Sunday afternoon. Um, but the sort of the really poor weather all weekend. You know, I just made a, a, a dashing debut last week for, for my cricket team huh? and cricket was just washed out. You know, just, the rain didn't let it happen. So it was a real quiet night in for the GFs, and I thought the AFL Grand Final was really exciting. And I was looking forward to the NRL one, but I, I just had that feeling that the old storm was gonna come through much like the weather. And um, yeah, they really did. They really did. So it was a very quiet grand final weekend for me, mate. Just uh, sat at home, a couple of beers, made some food. Stayed
0: warm, stayed dry. Mine was low key, nothing too spectacular. I enjoyed both the games, you know, just uh, uh, the weather didn't really permit to do anything too exciting. But
1: you know, I'm
0: a homebody anyway, you know what I'm like.
1: Well, something I wanted to add, you know, I'll, I'll probably, I might have actually run it straight at this, at the NRL and um, Mr. Valandis, if you ha- if you will, um, because why not? They've done so much great stuff, but this year with no public holiday after the grand final, that was perfect calls to have an afternoon grand final. Yep. Because you want the families involved, you want everyone to watch the game. Is make the make that day, you know, make that day their own, really own that day, and when the grand final is seven thirty kicking off eight o'clock. People get up and go to work in the morning. Like, you know, it doesn't I don't seem know. I, You know, I've thought about having a barbecue and look, weather, weather made my decision for me. But one of the considerations was, well, by the time the game's finished, then I'm going to clear everyone out, then I'm going to clean up, then I got to work the next day. So that was perfect. You could even the five o'clock, the twilight, the twilight grand final, which I loathed early but grew to love. Grew to really love starting in the afternoon just after daylight saving and then you finish in the dark, uh, in the darkness. It's sort of the sun setting. You get in those purple skies sometimes. It's beautiful.
0: It's a beautiful way to celebrate the end of the year. And it's not too long uh, as a fan where really, the game's going to be there. It's not you don't have to wait till 7.30. Gone at 8 o'clock is Channel 9 really pushing it out a little bit. So you can actually have the game. You know, 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock doesn't seem so bad, but. When you get stretched all the way to 7.30, you know, as a, as a spectator, it could be a bit of a long, long day. But my run of shape this week, I'm going to run it straight at myself. You know? You know, I, run a, I might get smacked in the mouth here by a shop by me, but I'm going to run it straight at myself this week. Um, and I'm going to have to – I've committed $20 a week to a punters club, but I end up finding myself betting on all this rubbish and – you know, it was the last week of AFL and Rugby League, which is really, well, really, Rugby League's the only sport I know, especially when it comes to betting on, and I'm not even that good at that. But I bloody pull out all these bloody multis with all these stupid, ridiculous legs in them, and I'm running it straight at me to tell myself to pull my bloody head in. Who do I think I am? Trying to get a little bit crafty by finding, you know, Penrith 1-12, to James Fisher Harris to score a try. It's happy carousel man of the match. You know, it sounds good, sounds pretty. There's a decent little price there, but you're laughing if you think you're gonna get it up with Kintana. So I'm running it straight at myself, not for that specific multi in itself. It's the fact that I have six or seven running at the same time, whether it's horses, AFL, rugby league, the lot, tennis sometimes. That's it. I'm running a straight at you, Kintana, and that's not the same.
1: Dolly's created a monster. Correct, he has. He bloody has The win. It's like the first win on the Pokies. Well, like the first win on the Pokies, you go. That'll happen every time. You get a little
0: taste, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. That's not. That's not me telling others to stop with their mm. multis. because I love a good multi story. I love listening to them. But I think for myself, now that the rugby league season's over, I can tone it down for at least another twenty weeks. Or well, until then, I'll see you in the back. Uh, But that's it. Not for them. Uh, There was a couple of W files over the weekend, though not the main game, of course, obviously. Uh, But there was a there was a W file in the women's grand final on the weekend. Of course, Uh, there was, and it was it was for the Roosters. The there was almost a back-to-back W file from the Roosters. The first one was from the halfback Uh, Zahara Tamara or something like that. She went to W half, and I went, "Oh, that's a W file." And then straight after that. The Roosters hooker, Quincy Dodd, I think her name is. She died for a dummy file. And I thought, no, we've got W file squared. But she managed to score the try. So she got away with it there, but she tried to push her luck a little bit too far. She showed. Now, the thing is with the NRLW, we don't watch enough of the actual rugby league women's season. I think it's a half enormous season. But the NRLW, we don't get enough of them to watch to really drum it into them. You know, and granted, you know, we are for the masses. We are for all demographics. But to be fair, I don't think many of the women are listening to our podcast. So, we're going to yeah. put it out there. Quincy Dodd, you got to try, but you got to get a warning because you pushed the luck. And tomorrow, we'll let it slide because I thought, you know, you played around. Actually, we'll put you in the warnings. We'll give you girls' warnings for next season. If I see any of this, you two, you'll be straight in the fall. No questions asked. Which no is, questions. No game, That's a no fair damage. warning. That's a
1: fair warning. Fair well the, what what about that? The th- a three-peat in the women's game. A dynasty started already. Dynasty. They, they're are uh, they just a bit too strong at the moment. Now look, dynasty will be a bit of a stretch when there's a four team competition. Correct. But Correct. look, but still nonetheless, they beat no, I don't think they've lost a game. Have they lost a game? They've they're, lost one game. They've lost one game. Yeah, they right. lost one game. Now, now. It's very uh, all blacks esque, but only four teams. You know, they're dominating the uh, the four nations.
0: Also, in the sense that we, it is three in a row. And that, that's, a you know, an achievement in itself, the fact that they've collected it. You know, they can only play what's in front of them. But also to call it a dynasty when they only play three games a season in a grand final, yeah. I don't think it's very fair to actual dynasties out there. Correct. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, enough about the NRLW. You know, we'll spend as much time as it actually lasted on that. Not much, and then we'll move on to the AFL Grand Final before we get into the NRL Grand Final. Just quickly, not too much detail about it. But what did you think of the AFL game, mate? I thought it was a cracker. Um,
1: yeah, no, it was a great Grand Final, and obviously, you know, you had you had a lot of a lot of story behind both teams. You know, rich history in Victorian clubs. Um, Richmond, obviously, going for a bit of their own history back to back, and. Three of the last four, you know, puts them in sort of some pretty historic company. And for Geelong, you know, they've, they've got this Gary Ablett going out and retiring. It's his last game. He's come back to the club where it all started. Patrick Dangerfield, you know, consistently one of the best players in the game every year. And he's come to Geelong and they hadn't really been able to crack it and get to the grand final. And here they are. And Geelong came out and fucking blew the pants off him early. And Richmond just clawed their way in to stay in the game. And when Dusty snapped that goal, oh, that's when I I, I got a little piece of him. That's when I decided to call Old Sportsbet and say I'll have him for the CC. Um, for the NS, for the NS, the NS, the NS. NS. i get it confused. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was great. It was a great great game. Um, champion performance by probably the one of the best finals players ever. Yeah,
0: hasn't he, he got a uh, man of the match in... No, 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 no. In his finals matches, in finals matches alone, is it? Oh, I feel like I'm putting this number out of my ass, but it's ringing in my head for some reason. Is it nine man of the matches?
1: Um, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know enough about the man of the matches during finals games. But he has. He has. Th- he has three Norm Smith medals, and no one's won three. No one. No one
0: you You've longer. got to win.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's hard enough to play in three. It's hard enough to win in three, and then just to be the best guy on the ground in three. And he's been the best guy on the ground in three of the last four grand finals. It's Jeez. phenomenal. <laughs> and he kicks four goals this time. Most goals he's kicked all. You kicks it in the last game.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I had um, I had uh, AFL Bingo on in that game. I had about I think I had six six players to score a goal and one guy to get 20 or more disposals. And I think I got four goal scorers. So it was fun to watch, but, uh, yeah, one of those moments where you probably didn't need to put that multi on the little hero. Yeah. You know, that's how it was. Yeah, Um, yeah, I thought it was an enjoyable game as well. You know, if you don't have a team in the race, uh, it was a good good game. It was a good advertisement for AFL as well, considering the conditions up there. Uh, there was a chance that it might have been a low-scoring affair, one of those, you know, dogged efforts and classics. You know, could go down the ages or a purist type of match will, for first those,
1: night grand final ever, first, first night-time grand, grand final ever. ever.
0: But as a whole spectacle, with all the conditions considering, and and two big clubs as well playing each other, I thought it was a good, it was fun and entertaining to watch. Uh, but if you didn't have a team in the race, but
1: you yeah. know what, it, you know what it led to, you know what led me to to sort of a realization on Saturday night week. Well, um, it's year of the goat. Year of the goat. Oh. It's
0: the year of the goat. It's what the year of the goat. We oh, had- how, you know how I feel yeah. about the overuse of goat. Go but- on, go on. Yeah. We got
1: Raphael Nadal, all these mountain-type people. Raphael Nadal wins his 13th French, clinches it to tie a Federer at 20. LeBron James wins the NBA championship, the bubble ball. Um... We've got Dustin Martin, probably one of the greatest finals players ever, if not the greatest, that we've seen. He wins. And Cameron Smith. Now, some say he's the greatest of all time. I don't think it's pretty hard to compare as. you can say he's the greatest of his era, I think is it. I think that could be quite definitive. It was just meant to be. It really was meant to be. It's just that being that year.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll I'll, I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you that.
1: I think the the experience in the wild during tight, like during tough times, like a, during a change up of a year. I don't think it's a coincidence that four experienced teams or individuals um, have gone on to, um, you know, sort of win their respective sports and win titles and sort of the ultimate achievement. Yeah,
0: that's a fair point. I personally, I don't know enough about AFL to be just going out and giving. Dustin Martin, the goat tag, but when you put it in perspective and you say three Norm Smith medals, he's definitely the best finals player that we've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. But personally, I don't feel like I can go out and just give that tag. Uh, right look,
1: I'm stretching the I'm stretching the uh, the definition of goat here for the for the sake of sort of my but my realization. No, but no goatee, argument. goatee.
0: There's no there's no argument. There's no argument from me, from your co-host here on Two of the Tackle. With the other three. And and to be fair, there's, the reason why there may be an argument with Dustin is only because I can't have that discussion. So, really, there's no argument with me. All right. He's <laughs> the greatest
1: grand final player ever. Which
0: is what I'd rather be. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, I'd exactly the right. Grand final player than the greatest player. i GS, baby. <laughs> yeah. But even, even, even further to what you're saying, yeah, it's good to see LeBron. And... and yeah, you're right. It's it's one of those situations where, um, it's you, you know, you, the, experiences, the experience in these players are the ones that help guide these teams to to surpass, you know, the rest of the field. It, in, in tennis, it's an individual sport, so that's just his own party he has to take care of. Um, but... But, but new challenges.
1: Something. New challenges, though, this year. You Sorry, know, just before we get on poverty. to the rugby
0: league... Earlier on in the year, I heard I saw this little interchange between some of the commentators, uh, and it was a, uh, it was between Luke Hodge, who I just think is the best ever. I don't know if he's the best player or anything like that, but when I say the best ever, I just love him so much. He is my favourite Aussie rules player, Luke Hodge. And then there was another guy, Brian Taylor, who used to play in the day, and I've got no idea. Never seen him play. Only ever seen him as a commentator. Anyway, they asked Luke Hodge who he thought was going to win the flag. And this was maybe 10 weeks ago, 10, 12 weeks ago. They asked him who he thought he was going to win the flag. And he says, oh, I'm probably going to have to say, you know, Richmond or Geelong. Those were his teams that he sort of put forward. And Brian Taylor started hammering him going, you can't do that. You have to go off the form right now. And Port Adelaide are the form team of the competition. And Hodgie just said, mate, this is how I want to answer the question. I don't care who the form team of the competition is. If you're asking me who I think's going to win the competition, it's in a few weeks' time. Yes, they're going good. But I like what I see with Geelong and Richmond. And then to see them two in the grand final, I was just like, "Shut that up your ass, Brian Taylor. <laughs> Shut it up your ass. You know what I mean? He was in a win-win situation. Yeah. And it's sort of like, even if Brian Taylor was right, it was like you can't. Ask someone a question and then get shitty with his and, answer because it's not your answer.
1: Exactly right. There you go.
0: There you go. Exactly that's right. Really I need to learn as well myself. But anyway, we'll get on to the footy. We'll get on to the footy. Uh, again, if your team wasn't in it, it was probably an entertaining game. Um, it wasn't the best performances by either of those teams that they've had all year. Uh, but probably, the definitely, sorry, the best team on the day one for me. Uh, how did you think it went down?
1: Yeah, look, I thought. Look, the Storm were there. Were some Storm were dominant in that first half. They just dominated the Panthers. They showed it. Really showed. You know, when we talk about the you know, the experience of the guys in these big games, you know, Penrith Panthers were in their fourth grand final ever in their fifty four year history. Um, the Storm were in their fourth grand final in the last five years. Um, so, like, you know, they've been in uh, a lot of big games and they're there and ready and prepared. And they really just blew the gates off them early. They probably got a little bit of the rub of the green early too, it felt like. Um, but they were just, they were dominant. Panthers were making errors. They were kind of trying too hard and they looked rattled. Cleary has never had, that's the least time Cleary's ever had whenever he's got the ball in his hand to kick or, or sort of to move. They, the storm just pounced on him. So, I thought they were, they were dominant and the scoreline probably flattered the Panthers in the end. Yeah, yeah,
0: you're probably right there.
1: Like it was exciting. It was some exciting bits at the end, but like the kind of like I mean, there's the obstruction try, which is just the the bunker just straight up just got it wrong when he runs around behind the guy, kicks it in. Um, so you know, that, you, yeah, know that that. you know
0: on that, I, I, you know, you probably can't deny that it was wrong. But what I want to say, and why I'm not even disappointed that that was awarded a water to try, is because Ken Munster just sits there and throws his hands in the air. And my opinion on on all that that is I don't care what happens, you need to play the whistle. So there was a little bit of a whatever he manages to run around. And and Munster just, instead of tackling him, which he could have, because he was right there, instead of tackling him, he throws his hands up, a little bit like what we were saying about Mitchell Pearce earlier on. He throws his hands up in the air going, well, that's an obstruction. Yo goes, oh well, well, I'll see what I can get out of this, kicks it, and then they score a try. And then so you go upstairs to the bunker, well you left it in the hands of the judges. So yeah, okay, it was wrong. It was wrong. But for me, if you're Munster, that, that's what I would I would have been cut. I would have been more pissed off at Munster than getting the decision wrong in the in the in the bunker because I don't want my players throwing their fucking hands up in the air. Yeah, okay. you all... But don't blame. Believe... Wiki,
1: wiki, wiki. But I, I agree, I agree. Don't stop, play the whistle. However, he ran, he ran behind his bike. It's not exactly... It's not, it's not a hard page to find in the rules book of rugby league. You just, you're not allowed to do that. And this is exactly why they needed the rugby union TMO review system where if the ref goes, oh, I've got no try. The ref has no try. He sends it up as no try. Imagine if it goes up there, they show it, and he's talking. He goes, "Yep, yep." See, and then right there, he goes behind him, the, and the other bloke
0: goes, "Oh no, yeah, okay, sweet." But he he he, right. he didn't he didn't believe that. So now we're arguing over the the, 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 guy. the decision
1: was wrong. Like they got the, the guy at the doesn't, day, doesn't
0: miss. He doesn't miss that he runs behind him. He doesn't miss that. He actually says it in the call. He actually yeah says, yeah yeah. His words go no effect. Yeah, yeah, but he's speaking to no one there.
1: Imagine if he's communicating with the on-field ref yeah, while yeah. they watch it together. That's so, what the, uh, like they do in the... So yeah, if yeah. he says no, if, if that ref says no effect, the one that was on the field, he said there was. So I don't know if he changes his
0: opinion there. Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe then they've got a discussion and maybe they're putting more pressure on the on-field ref. But again... I, I think, it think it just holds th- each other accountable. Do you know what would have been even better than that? Is if they bloody went no try life, just went, nah, no try. So Brian Taul goes over, scores a try, and they go, nah, no try. And then the Panthers, you reckon they would have challenged that? Isaiah yeah, would have gone, no oh, man, I ran behind <laughs> him. That's why Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're fair enough. Yeah. Well, yeah, fair enough. Exactly. Either one of those options would have been, been the case. But me as a fan and a spectator, Munster is the big problem there as like, also just like a, a system situation, because as a defense, I've said this for fucking day dot, man. As a defense, you shouldn't be defending, hoping that the, the, the video refs got to save you. You should be defending, like you don't have anyone else to save you by yourself. Hence why this yeah. is, Third, and this is how Melbourne play. Now, okay, that's not actually true. But what I was going to say is it's no surprise that there's more Symbians in a grand final than any other game because people are busting their ass off to stop shit like that. Even if you see Cam Munster throw his hands up in the air.
1: Yeah, but I just, just I money. thought it was pretty It's pretty blatant though. It's pretty blatant. Yeah, it was obviously
0: going t- through his hands. Yeah.
1: Yeah, That's why I should have just fucking made a penalty. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's what not let's not, not not their the referees' decisions to, to rule this
0: podcast. Let's not rule the
1: referees rule this. Yeah, podcast. look, at, the, sto- the storm. were dominant. They were clinical. They they shut down Cleary's kicking game. Um, they brought so much more pressure to um to the Panthers with their defence, and the Panthers just got a little bit rattled. You know, that first twenty minutes, it was, you know, they got they really took a punch, and you know, it's twenty six nil after Papi does you know, a little bit of brilliance and just burns them down and scores that try early in the second half. So Yeah. I want to um, just go
0: back to when you say that the scoreline may have flattered them a little bit. You could almost argue that the halftime scoreline flattered Melbourne a bit. And, and you know, that uh, – that, uh, what's it called? Yudavalu try? Yeah, he went 80 metres, but – you don't think that. You know, you can't really. There's an intercept, I suppose. There's an intercept. And then that little clunky try from Smith, the game, and one of those little things. Like that's, you know, if you want to take 12-2 tries off the Panthers and say that theirs is flattery, I'm not saying that Melbourne didn't deserve to win the game because they were the better team on the day. But, you know, there was a couple of moments there where Melbourne, not unfairly, just just how the ball bounces, really. Not a well, bit, they are.
1: They I mean one of the Panthers tries wasn't a try, like that yeah, was true. a poor, I think it was a poor decision. Personally, I thought Jerome Hughes was unlucky to go to the Sinbin for yeah, yeah. running for running out off the line because they slow everything down so much and they're taking like yeah. this much movement as it goes as like this split second decision. But okay, Jerome's Lu looks like he's turning, looking to see where Kikau is. Bracing for him to maybe be on his inside if he's going to come and go for the ball. But he's not, he hasn't even landed his right foot yet. Kiko just ran over the top of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought they were have been unlucky there. But look, the more so than, than just that, the Panthers mate, were uncharacteristically um, sloppy with the ball. They made so many errors. They had the highest completion all year. And they had one of their worst completion games on the biggest day. Yeah, exactly. um, the storm sort of rattled them. The storm was still that machine, eighty-five percent getting to their kicks, chasing hard. A lot of you know big bodies coming at them, and they didn't sort of they didn't let um, the Panthers win. You know they weren't going to let uh, so they were, they weren't going to let the Panth- uh, the Storm beat themselves. The Panthers were going to have to really beat them, and yeah, they probably had a few few things go their way. Um, but you've got to cap you've got to be there to capitalize on those sort of um, those sort of moments. You don't get that. You know, that Cameron Smith try, um, if you're not already putting pressure on the line so much that Appy Coruscant is clearly offside from Marker and whacks the ball out of his hand. And look, the ball's there. He picks it up and scores it. But you're still, that's because you're right there on his try line, on the Panthers' trial. And That's why you can do that. And the Storm just applied a lot of that pressure. So I think, you know, the Storm worked, yeah, just far better. And the, the Panthers made that little run at the end and it kind of got a little exciting. But yeah. Storm were just too good in the end, unfortunately, for the Panthers after winning 18 in a row. Um, but yeah. Was it 18 or 17? The 18, that would have been 19 if they had won it.
0: Oh, okay. Because the, after the game, the Storm players kept on mentioning that they've won 17 in a row. Probably, maybe that was in the lead-up to that last game. Anyway, mm. doesn't matter.
1: Maybe, maybe, maybe it is 17. Maybe they were trying to win 18. It doesn't matter
0: either. Um, It's actually quite funny that, not funny, I always want to know what is the message? You know, what is the theme of the week? I feel as though, uh, you know, coaches and just the way that the way that the Melbourne Storm were all speaking, sort of singing from the same hymn, hymn book, I think is the phrase. But they're all saying the same sort of thing. They referred to the 17 in a row. They're a very good side. 17 in a row made me think that was their theme for this week, is that, you know, we slip for one little second, we will get beat. They know how to win. They're in a winning formula. They're in a winning cult, cult not a culture, winning vibe. The, the, you know, the, the feeling around the team is they know how to turn losses into wins. So it would have been, you know, and I just, I just wish one day that I could just be a part of a team's preparation whether it be for the season or whether it be for a grand final week or something like that, just to sort of see what tactics do coaches go. Because before hearing them all speak about the same thing, I had this feeling that Craig Ballamy just takes literally every single game as if it's a week-to-week game. There's no – no every game is a grand final to him. And if you don't do it, you're told you've just lost the grand final. You almost see how he reacts in the fucking princes. What about how he's carrying? I loved it. Johnny Spain couldn't get enough of it. But when he was just going ape, sugar, every time, especially later on in the game, I suppose that's when he gets a little bit heated Mm. and stuff like that. But it's just so, it's fun. It's almost more exciting than the game at times. Mm. Anyway, Anyway, there's a few guys named in the origin. Was there anything more you want to talk about in that footy game? Yeah, no, I did, actually. I wanted to, I
1: just wanted to touch on, look, obviously just the winners. Um, The Melbourne Storm. Now, um, you know, they've had, there's obviously been a lot of talk about, you know, whether Cameron Smith might retire or go to another club. And um, Craig Bellamy has been obviously mentioned as him saying next year's going to be his last year. So I just wanted to reflect a little bit on that story. Um, it's quite, uh, it's quite sort of interesting when you take a, a sort of a step back and you look at, at the storm. So if we go back to when um, Craig Bellamy first, first took over the storm back in 2003, um, so we'll talk about the first stint. So they, their first three years, they went consecutively fifth, six, six. Finals week two, they get to week two, they win the first week and they, and they lose on week two. Then obviously they make the next four grand finals, including three minor premierships, um, all four top four finishes, and bang, 2010 happens. Salary cap dramas. They're all a bunch of cheats. You know they stack their team. That's why they're so dominant. Um, you know, completely just exposed. So they start with that redemption year in two thousand and eleven, and you know, it's now been ten years since that two thousand and ten. And to be honest, it it kind of really, I feel like it puts a different light on the little asterisks next to those titles, um, or that 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 period. Now you can't deny. Look, they're not legitimate premierships because the salary cap was cheated. You cheated the rules. They do not count. Mm-hmm. And I and I agree with that. However, what I think you can, I can at least view in the lens of, with greater context, thanks to post salary cap and time and everything else, you can really sort of view the whole period. So during that first time, as I said, you know they four grand finals, two premierships, three minor premierships. You know, really great, successful team. Since two thousand eleven, they have nine top four finishes. One year they missed. For the regular one. season. In the regular season. Nine. Yeah. So one year they missed the top four in the last 10 years.
0: What year was that, if you remember?
1: 2014. 2014. Yeah. They finished six. They That's lost a to Bulldogs. You yeah. yeah they, were, they had a little drop off. You know, they had that, that, you know, redemption win in 2012, and then a drop off after that. They've got uh, eight preliminary and drop-off, finals.
0: And by drop off, didn't appear in a grand final for a little while.
1: For two, yeah, it was a couple of years they missed it. Basically, couple two years they missed the prelims. Yeah. They made eight pre. They've made eight prelims, including the last six. They have five grand finals and three premierships. They won. They went to three in a row in a little period there. So in the last ten years, they've been far more successful than they were in those first periods, and it really just. Does it just kind of add to the Smith-Bellamy combo? Like we had the big three and then Cooper Cronk left and then Billy Slater retired. And they're different teams and they're different versions of themselves. But Smith and Bellamy, they just, they're just they just the two most important cogs in this machine and the leaders that bring that through and as far as the organisation and the shell that's been created, this culture they've set. Um, obviously by their high individual standing of who they are, but also the men and people that they are and the way they, you know, uh, the kind of standards they set at their club for what kind of people they want there and and how much excellence they expect. And look, in total, if you, if you really look back at that whole period, so since 2003, uh, 13 top four finishes, 10 top two finishes in the regular season, uh, 12 prelims, nine grand finals, won five of them, Seven minor premierships, yeah, there you
0: go.
1: and that's and that's in the last eighteen years.
0: Well, yeah, so I really quite. Question, if you to put the question to it, yeah, it is. That just shows how important and how integral and how how good Ballamy and Cam Smith are.
1: Yeah, it's it's really impressive, and it's funny. Like I thought, you know, last year we did the uh, team of the team of the decade. Sort of was the last year of the decade, and. Um, Obviously, we've you know the roosters sort of ended up winning that year, and we sort of declared our the our team the winner. Yep. Um, but it's funny if you if you go one more year and you go to this year and you say from from the last ten years, it's hard to really argue when you look at three grand finals. Uh, so the five grand finals, won three of them. Been to eight pre, uh, prelims. Um, yeah, it's it's you know, it's stacked and like obviously the Roosters have had their little back to back and and one in thirteen. We're three from three in the GFs, but six prelims, we've had a few years where we missed out. This storm team is just a Spurs.
0: Yeah, They're yeah, yeah. Maybe if you're to go for of this ten years, because you added this one in there, but I think yeah. you know, other than our bias, I think the fact that the Roosters had three premierships to the yeah. storm, two two, mm-hmm. and we beat them in a GF and got them in the final, preliminary final. Correct. That's probably, it could have been a little bit of recency syndrome and all that stuff, but I think the, defi- the defining moment as to what we got, what we were able to, you know, uh, un- unashamedly give our, give our team the team of the decade was because it was three to two, pretty much, what it ended up being, really yeah
1: oh, yeah exactly right. And I don't think any of you that's wrong, like it was three to two, and the other ones are some intangibles, but like you said, everything you know the win over the top, but it's I'm not sort of discrediting that, I'm more just looking at it's funny how one more what one more year does you know you look at the last four premiership winners storm, roosters, roosters, storm, yeah
0: a yeah. couple of
1: years in the mid- couple of years in the middle of other teams, roosters, storm, six yeah. of the last nine roosters or storm, you know, so um, they're two really big, powerful clubs with great cultures and great players. To yeah, get, to yeah. part and
0: almost, it almost could be one of those type of situations that it's got to create a debate and got to create an argument, but you're neither right or wrong if you pick either of them. You know what I mean? Melbourne yeah. Storm, last year we could have had this discussion and Melbourne Storm fans or people who aren't even fans could have put forward perfect arguments to suggest that the Storm were the best team of that decade. Just, you know, they're not the host of our show, are they? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Just joking. Um, one of the things that I started thinking about recently, though, um, Jay's Maloney. I think Jays Maloney may have been an impact for their season. You know, may have helped them get to where they were. Considering, you know, I thought Jerome Noah had a spectacular year. I was pushing and pushing and pushing to get him into, um, the second's team for the for our all-time or NRL all-team this year. Yep. But in saying that, you know, in hindsight, as it is, very beautiful thing, you think maybe James Maloney was the thing they were missing. I actually thought Apicorosal was going to actually bring that experience that they needed. Yeah. Uh, But in hindsight, you probably could argue maybe it was James Maloney that they actually needed. Now, there's nothing you can do about that. You can't go back. You can't put him in that team. Um. But, yeah, there's, this is an example as to why a lot of us, not me, because I actually thought Panthers could have got the job done, but a lot of fans, a lot of spectators were thinking, no, the storm experience, it's got to be too good. They're just not experienced enough. And I, and I think, you know, that's an ex- well, example as to there's,
1: why people say that. Look, there's nothing quite like experience. Um, and the Panthers went and got themselves some. So. You know, it's, they're a very young team and they, they had a really fantastic year just off when you, when you consider the Broncos are the youngest team and the Panthers are the second youngest, how different their sort of years turned out in their ladder position. So a phenomenal year with a lot of promise moving forward. You know, the Panthers certainly have the talent there and they have the infrastructure in their organisation to continue to be a really top team. It's just up to them to continue to get better. Um, they'll, year, they'll, they'll yearn you know, a little hurt from this one. It kind of got blown off the door in the you know in the first 20 minutes and it was such a shock. So it's how do you bounce back from this? It's because yeah. it's hard to get back to a grand final.
0: Yeah, oh, I can't see the not winning it next year. I really can't.
1: Can't say they're not winning it.
0: Yeah, no. I think I think Clear's gonna clean it up as well. Everything. Everything. Clean it up. If he stays injury free, I know it's a big cool. I know it's a big cool. It could be a Thanos call. Uh, what was my Thanos call the other day that I said to Tim? Yes, I did. My Thanos call was, that's right, here's my Thanos call, that they were going to uh, remodel the NRL's version of, we could have spoken, no, we didn't, we are speaking about it, yeah, sorry, sorry about that. My Thanos call was the NRL are going to remodel the Player of the Year competition, uh, prize, award, medal, whatever they call it. Cam Smith's got to retire and they are got to name the best and fairest for the NRL after Cam Smith. That's my Thanos call. Uh, everyone laughs at me. The best one I think I've ever got might have actually been from you and said, no, I don't actually think that's going to happen. That's probably been the nicest response I've gotten from people. Everyone I, else think, is-
1: uh, I think the Landis might like uh, what something that you suggested. Which is? Which is, I, th- I think this is something that you suggested where you have – where instead of giving a three, two, one on the game, you rate every player.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have said that, but I've got to. i to be honest. I've got to be honest. That's not my idea. I have to give it to the king, Tommy Salmons. That's his idea. Yeah, you've been championing that for yeah. right, a So, when you say that, have you heard
1: Peter Valenti's speak about it? Valenti's mentioned it. Yeah, when they talked about the M sort of this, the metal structure. And he sort of mentioned like, it's uh, like, yeah, you know, sort of kind of disadvantage a bit some of those really successful teams when they take a little bit off each other. Um, but if you had something simple like a rating out of 10 for every player every game, then you're going to get it, the player who has the most is the most consistent, has the best games. Jack White, absolutely most, 100% deserving of this award. But you know, yeah. you
0: know, it's one of those type of situations where, say for Volandis or anyone, even like last week, you sort of had to like, you apologise like twice. It's because the person, like say Volandis, may think the system's wrong. That doesn't mean they're trying to bag the winner. They're not trying to yeah. say that the winner was the wrong person. Even if it was the wrong person, they don't want to say anything bad about that person. Yeah. So they've got to be a little bit sort of like oh, you know, we might change, but without trying to make it seem like they've got the wrong person. You know what I mean? And, you know, even up until now, everyone says they've got the right person, we've just gotten there the wrong way. So it's never really been a big issue because we've always ended up at the right destination. Yeah. So what some people think, I haven't always agreed with it, but it's not up to me at the end of the day. Yeah. But yeah, um, if they do, and he's the guy that's shown he's happy to make change. Do it, Peter. He's Come guy, on, you know, Volantis. Make, rug, make Rugby League great again. I've actually found my target as well. I just don't think he's got a big enough ego to go with it. But you know how I talk about I want a championship belt or something like that? Yeah. The Rand Philly shield is named after somebody. His name's something Rand Philly. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. We could name this trophy or this title or this belt or this cup or this glass or this medal or, or whatever. Yeah. After the Landis, we've got someone. Oh, to... yeah, Do you know yeah I mean? not, not while he's not while he's in charge, it won't, it won't happen while he's in charge. That's not how it works. But once he moves on or steps down as chairman and just stays as a board member or whatever it is, we can name it after Valandis, the the Landis Cup,
1: the Landis Cup.
0: But that, that's in a few Why years' not? time, people. That's in a few years' time. But I have found my target and I, and I think that's who I'm going to go for. Anyway, that's another story. For another mm. day. Um, we will talk about origin we will talk about origin i just wanted to ask did you get a chance to watch much of the Khabib uh, fight
1: no i uh i i mis- misread the, the start times for the uh for the uh-huh. UFC fights that's thought they in the afternoon woke up found out the results and uh <laughs> into my dismay they had already happened
0: had they had they do have they rescheduled it for russia was it for the russia Russia time schedule. Because there's got to be a reason as to why they rescheduled it. It's a main card. Anyway, yeah, maybe. Which, maybe that another day. Just quickly, uh, how I saw it, he looked like he wanted to get out of that ring as fast as he could. Now he's mm-hmm. always known for his pressure, always applying pressure, but it just looked like he was just hunting him down the entire time. Hunting, 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 hunting. He got to take down late in the first round. Got to take down late in the first round, didn't have enough time, and then he got to take down early in the second and
1: yeah, it was over after that. He had a, uh, I, I read that he. Dana White revealed he had a broken foot as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some of, I saw that
1: as well. Couple but... a couple for a couple of weeks or something. Um, I did you see that? I I saw the the weigh was a little. How you going? What? Um. Well, you know, he had to. They stripped right down to as they're trying to get make the weight. They got the towel out, dropped his dacks, and the official that's come across has gone bang yep 155 and just read the weight and said that's good before it had really even balanced God, yeah. you know? <laughs> honestly <laughs> like honestly like it could maybe like could like could not going to be like half a pound over this weight for the title fight for his last ever fight like so it's like someone's like fuck this is this is the this is the last one so like just fucking let's go
0: just do it Just let them Just do it, it. Yeah. i wouldn't put that past it not at all Yeah, we've seen crazier things happen in this world. Um, All right, we'll move on to it. The the Origin squads have been named. Uh, We're not going to go through the whole squad and all that kind of stuff. We might go over a few players that we want to chat about, but uh, what do you think of the... We'll start off with the Blues. What do you think of the Blues?
1: Yeah, good squad. Like, there's obviously been a lot of depth this year from a lot of of key positions as well as already being... the, the winners the last two years so yep. um that squad's really growing and there was a lot of other good players too so i like the squad they picked um yep. you know a lot, of, a lot squad. of exciting place queensland yeah look you it's a, a very very green ex- squad isn't it a lot yeah. of new players a lot of uh, experience missing from them so um but they'll you know they'll turn up as they always do um you know, there's you, plenty of the
0: best inclusion to that squad is who's that Way better.
1: Wayne Bennett, of course, yeah. Look, yeah I've always been a fan of Wayne Bennett.
0: I'm sure we all have been fans of Wayne Bennett in our time, um, but
1: not the last. Without,
0: without bagging Kevin Walters, I just don't think he's got the. Sorry for the lack of a better word. I just don't think he has the clout yet as a coach. To be able to get the the sort of response that you need from a, a new new type of uh, squad there. Yeah. You know, and and by new, you know, as much as I love Josh Popoli, we've talked about, we've praised him all season long. As much as I love Jake Fred. The type of leaders that they need are Darren Lockyer, uh Cam Smith, Jonathan Thurston, maybe even a Cooper Crock type of leader. Mm-hmm. Now if you would have Rewind. You mean like, now, when you say type
1: of leader, do you mean best at my position type of leader?
0: Could be. Could be. But I'm actually, <laughs> thinking, I'm actually thinking if we rewind all the way back to 2001, there was one ingredient that that Queensland side was missing. And it's an experienced head. And so the names that I rattled off, okay, yes, they are the best at their position. I didn't really consider that. But what I was trying to get at is that they're experienced heads at origin level. You know what I mean? Now properly, yeah. You know, and they're in that position where they can control the sort of the flow of the team. You know, Josh Popoly might lay the platform and he might leave from the front as best as he can. But, you know, Alfie Langer, Cooper Kral, Cameron Smith, they're the they're the steering wheel. You know what I mean? They're the actual yeah. the captains yeah. of dead.
1: Yeah, look, they that was some of the best ever. I mean, look, they won eleven out of twelve years. It's it was completely. I refer and hard back to dominance. Alfie I refer back to Alfie Lager. Like they
0: yeah. so okay, I'm gonna skip over I one, think
1: of- I, I one thing I will say though, I think it's I think you've been a little bit harsh on Kevin Walters, to be honest. I just okay. I think New South Wales have just had a better team the last two years. True,
0: Fair I enough.
1: Think, I think I think the coach is still important, but I think ultimately we had a better team. We had a bit, we had the better players.
0: But but for a, you still gotta be able to harness him from from say 1980 to two thousand and two thousand, 2000, New South Wales always had a better team. maybe once or twice here or there Queensland might have had a better side. but that was the whole whole that was their always their their blueprint wasn't it? That was their whole motif is it wasn't about who had the better team and never no, they mattered. Some, they still had some good teams. Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. But ninety five, I'm sure there was a massive question mark over that ninety five side.
1: Yeah, but you, the ninety five side that's because of all the super league wars and stuff as well. So that's why yeah, that's that sort a, of came to be.
0: Variants, one of those variants, one's a- No, like
1: it's still no, it's still crazy, like just this super inexperienced team won. Like that's still a folklore kind of thing and they come in the one three nil. But, you know, it's you can't just use one, one example to try and define everything. Right, right. well, then I'll go to um, another one, example. One, 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 uh, uh you know. Outline.
0: Well, then I'll go to outline. another example. I'll go to another example. As to, this is their own references. This is how they reference it. So we go 95. We go 2001. We go 2001. They won that series. We go 2006. We talk about 2006. The start of the run, that team was a lot of question marks over it. I remember Vince saying, Jacob Lilliman? Why have we got Jacob Lilliman in the team? He was the mainstay for that Origin side pretty much to the day he retired. So 1980, the whole birth of Origin, 1980. You know what I mean? So when I say – I, I might have used the 96 because that's the biggest outlier. But I'm actually referring to Queensland, and it's their motif that they talk about, yeah. or their bloody tagline that they say, "We don't, we don't care if we don't have the better team." You I and, and I wasn't—I'm not trying to be harsh on Kevin Walters. Maybe we did have a better side. No, no, maybe we definitely had a better side. Mm. But what I'm saying is now, the Queensland side is a lot more green, a lot greener than their side last year. Hence, why I feel like Wayne Bennett is their biggest attribute because. Well, he's done it in two thousand and one. He did it in two thousand and one, and I just think, you know, he's got to be their biggest, biggest piece. You anyway, know, hopefully, hopefully he's not. Hopefully he's not. Hopefully he's shitty ass. Hopefully shitty ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring,
1: on the white, bring on the whitewash. Let's do it.
0: You know the um, one, we might as well get started, Dick. Tell us. Give us your forward pack for New South Wales.
1: Yeah, well, I, I don't. I haven't really sort of come up with it yet, to be honest. Okay. Um, I, it I, look I, at it. No, obviously. So this is what I've been thinking of. Obviously, all right, so who I think is definitely there. Corden is there, Fazell's there, um, Cook is it Cook is it hooker. Yep. Now, in up in the in the middles, you've got I think Paul, I think Junior Paulo will probably end up starting. Okay. Um, you've got Payne Huss, who's gonna be there. Yep. We've got Jake Jaboevich, who's obviously gonna be there. Okay. Cam Cam Murray's gonna be there. Yep. Um so, I guess now it's who else is gonna be part of that um
0: Dal Dalukin, yeah, okay, well, I'll tell you what you you haven't got your side ready, I've got my side ready, that's fair enough, okay, so what I thought about was i wanted i thought a little bit how I think Brad Fier's got to think, and he likes fast bodies he's he doesn't mind a big body, but he prefers. Uh, fast feet as opposed to bigger bodies. <coughs> so I went with Payne Huss, Jake Chiboyevich, and Cam Murray as the starting three middle. As the
1: starting one. Well, that's what I was going to bring up to you. This is why I wanted to discuss it. I wanted to, yep. to, to discuss why we're going to break the team down. Okay. That was and, my thing. Was Wes, was So Chiboyevich just jumps in and into the number 10 ju- jumper. Number 10 so jump. Cam Murray starts at 13. Correct. Yeah, I'm in agreement with that. I think Cam Murray is too good now to just be off the bench.
0: That, that's how I feel. That's how I would do it. And I also think, when you think of how Freddie likes the play sides, you know, he really carries, he, he sort of keeps the one front rower, on, but the other two are locks, essentially. You know what I mean? He yeah. had Dale Finucan, Cam Murray, uh, Jack DeBellin, Jack DeBellin, uh, Jake Chiboyevich. He sort yeah. of always carried, you know, he might have a front row on the bench as well, but he really only yeah. has the one front row on at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Uh, but I also felt like I put Jake Shaboyevich to start because of the rest of the bench that I had. Yep, and that, that's sort of why I actually had Cam Murray on the bench, but then I moved out Paulo. I uh, put someone else in there. I Actually, ended up dropping Paulo. To be fair, so so you would have Cordner and Fazal. Correct, I'd have those two. Yep, and yep. I've got Crichton on the uh, Crichton, Angus Crichton. Sorry, we've got Angus Crichton's on, on the bench. bench. Yep. On the bench. Yep. Yep. Uh, but I so my bench was Nathan Brown, Isaiah Yo. Yep. Angus Crichton, and has Pappenhausen. That was how I yes. went with the bench, and I think I like all the rest it. pick the same. If you pick a different center or something, that, but I think the rest picks. The who's
1: same. who's who who do you play at the right center?
0: I went with Clint Gutherson.
1: Clint Gutherson, yeah. I would say, I, sorry.
0: I put Clint Gutherson there, but I've got a suspicion that they're going to stick with Lomax. They're Lomax, so oh, with- you
1: reckon they'll go? They'll go with Lomax.
0: I think they'll go with Lomax. i was, I'd stick with. Lomax. I was
1: feeling. I was feeling like it might be a little bit early for Stephen Crichton. I, yeah, think right. still, yeah, I think he's still... I think he's an amazing talent and he's yep. plenty of time to grow, but I think it's a bit too early. But being in the squad, that'd be great. Yeah. Um. So that's why I felt Gutherson, you got another like, bit of ball playing out there in the centres. Um. He can play anywhere. You know what kind of heart and ticker he is and he brings and, you know, put him in there. Obviously, Lomax has been defending in the centres all year, but Guther's fucking played everywhere. But so, also, the big yeah. thing
0: as well is... The fact that he's done it for longer, you know yeah. what I mean? He's been putting up big numbers. And well, big numbers. I don't know if that's the right right word. It's like he's been knocking on the origin door.
1: Yeah, for, for a couple of years.
0: For longer than Lomax has been in NRL. Yeah, so,
1: exactly right. And so, I like I Pappy on the bench. I like yeah. Pappy on the bench.
0: He's has so been Lomax in a way where he's really only had two, maybe three seasons. I think Papadowns now a last year. Second last year, yeah. Yeah, but the reality is Pappenhaus is banging on been, the
1: door. He's been on, yeah, he's been incredible for two years. Yeah, you yeah. know, pretty much every game. So, yeah, Pappy on the bench. So, if you've got Pappy, so if we had, okay, Crichton and you had Cam Murray on the bench before, but then you swapped him out, and then yeah. you've got.
0: So, the only Parramatta uh, player in the forwards that I've got out of those big, they're three front rowers is Nathan Brown. I've got him on the bench. But we could be a little bit light. I could be wrong as well, obviously. That's just the side that... This is the side that I'd go with.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely...
1: It'll be interesting to see how they go. Isaiah Yo was definitely awesome. You know, he's... he. Look, there'll be a a lot of players that'll be unlucky to miss out.
0: Yeah. To be fair, they could swap actually just him with one of the actual permanent front rowers. Either him or Brown might miss out. Pappenhausen's definitely got to be on the bench. I think Freddie told us that in the call, didn't he? Yeah. Angus Crichton's got to be there in the 17th. He could start. They yep. could have Frizzell on the bench. But I yep. think he'll be on the bench just because Frizzell's the incumbent. Yeah. So those 2 are pretty confident they'll be the bench players. So then who are the you other two? You feel like he, the way Freddie would want to play, he
1: would want to start Cam Murray. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. then he's like... He, it's unbelievable. And like, yeah... And if you've got Cam Murray and you've got Jake Dubrovich in there at the starting for for you, and then you've got Payne Huss. Yeah. And then I guess if your bench is Crichton, Pappenhausen, and then whatever other two you want to put in there.
0: Yeah. So because you could also go um, one of those locks. So one lock, whether it be uh, because also we've got uh, already versatility in Pappenhausen, Gutherson, and Crichton. So Cronin yeah. can play center, if he, to fill it at center. He can play yeah. second row. That's his position, sorry. And he he's filled can in can play him. in the middle. And he can play so, in the middle. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> we don't really need to have an Isaiah Yo for his versatility. You know, yeah. we have to really pick. Isaiah Yo's actually got to be in the top 17 players. We don't need your versatility. Yeah. We've already got that. And he could yeah. be. But if they want a specialist front rower, that's where he could miss out.
1: Yeah, well, it's... I mean, look, they've obviously Tedesco's could be a bit touch and go for game one too. Yeah. Um, As they wait to see what happens with his knee, I think Tedesco's cool. not there. Pappenhausen goes straight to full mate.
0: So they don't put Gutho there?
1: I reckon Pappenhausen plays full mate. Straight away? Yep. Re- yep.
0: All right. Fair enough.
1: I, right. I reckon... I, reckon I, I think if you win the Clive Churchill medal, you've, uh, you've earned it.
0: I'll tell you what. If he was... This is what I thought about as well. If he was playing for Queensland right now, the way that their squad's looking... He'd be starting. Not because I think AJ Brimson's shit, Not because I don't think Valentine... Oh, has without it. a doubt. Without it's a doubt, yeah. He's the form fullback at the moment. When I say form, like Tedesco's good, but he's probably not like the most exciting at the moment. You know, the one that's... Yeah. Looking like he's, like even, even Tedesco, because of how good he plays, you know, it's a little bit off. He's just a little bit off. It looks like he's had a shocker, but he yeah. hasn't. It's just that... Yeah, and also He sets
1: such a high standard and a high bar that yeah, you are yeah. watching.
0: He'll be, pumped. he'll be pumped. But I just think if he was playing for Queensland, they'd put him in there to be like one of those, well, you know, I know you don't want to play against him, so that's why we're gonna put him. Put him in there.
1: Oh uh, yeah, no, he'd be he'd be well deserving. Look, so it's um it'll be interesting. Um you wanna now, hope for if, her...
0: if you haven't had a look at your the New South Wales side enough to come up with your team yet. You probably haven't had enough time to look at your Queensland side either, so I don't blame no, you. No. Right? So no. I'll tell you my big shocks that I've got at the side. Now, this is just looking up the makeup of the squad uh, because it's very, very green. I've got Brenko Lee starting in the centres.
1: Yeah, well, they don't really have a lot of options. Really. No, they don't. Yeah.
0: I'll go over their centres. They're their outside backs, sorry. Outside backs. I'll put Valentine Holmes to fullback in my fullbacks list, but. Um, he's obviously got to play wing in my team that I've got. Yeah. So, my outside yeah. backs there's Brenko Lee, Phillips Summy, Edric Lee, Heimel Hunt, Xavier Coates, and Dane Gagai. Yeah. So, I've got uh, Brenko Lee and Dane Gagai in the centers, with Phillips Summy and Valentine Holmes on the wing, AJ Brimston at fullback.
1: Yeah. And then you got Munster and Cherry Evans in the halves, obviously. Yeah,
0: correct. They're in the halves. Yep. Yeah. And then the forwards, uh, most of them pick themselves. The big question mark was over that other front rower. So I went Christian Welsh just because he's been starting. And if you have a look at the rest of them, then they're, they're not started. Oh, Boyaki Futuweka. So you
1: have Papali, Papali, and Welsh start. Um, would be the st- the starting props. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and the reason got... why I would be more comfortable starting Welsh over Futuweka is because. Welsh starts for Melbourne, and,
1: and then who? Yep. Who's, who will be on the back row with? Um.
0: least see Jaden yeah. I think
1: Jaden Sawe
0: sure. was almost first picked, and then Jai Arrow. Definitely,
1: yeah, and Jai Arrow at lock, and then you can pick your bench.
0: Yeah, the bench I've got better. Does,
1: does, does Lindsay get a run? Does Lindsay get a run?
0: No, he doesn't get a run. I've got who's who Har- you got
1: nine? Harry Grant, Harry Grant. No. No. <laughs> Three time
0: premiership player, baby. Yeah, that's it. baby. And then baby. experience, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Three time premiership. I love player, it. Baby. I love it. <laughs> you know it. All right, so I've got Ben Hunt, Tino Fasua Fa, 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 Malawi, yeah, Fasua Malawi, Boyaka yeah. uh, Furuaki, Moyaki Furuaki, yeah. and Pat Carrigan. I feel like Pat Carrigan yeah. is a player origin. Yeah,
1: he, of he's he's a good player. Yeah.
0: But no, yeah, there's, good a, good. there's obviously, it was, it was tight. There's Josh Kerr, who's played decent as well. Danamis Louis has played solid all year. Yeah. Uh, and Lindsey Collins obviously played good for the last year and a half. So, But I just think those other guys are probably have a little bit more consistency to their game than Lindsay Collins, personally.
1: They're going to put up a fight. It's going to be, it's weird. It's so weird to think of origin now. Like normally like after the, or usually in a normal year after footy finishes, we're in this weird limbo between, between rugby league and footy and the cricket season, so yeah. for one month of the year, we all become experts in horse racing. When all
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's usually what I do anyway. And this year it's kind of overlapped, so now it's like really overlapped. And now it's the end of October, and we've even had the basketball. We've just had sport vomit for four months. Um, the baseball playoffs are finishing off, and and so it's like oh, I, I sort of plus my teams to knock out. So I sort of wound my way out of rugby league, and now I'm like this is like a bender and it's a bigger kick on and you know, someone's just brought more drugs. So you're like, well, I'm excited, but I was tired. So like, <laughs> I was ready to sort of kick it in, but I can't say no. It like, it's like origin
0: at the bunker. Sounds like yeah, one of those episodes. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's origin. So it's going to be
1: weird, but we got, we, we're going to get to it's, it'll be an interesting experience having it all at once again. It should be just like a net. It's very much in the age of, um, 2020, where everybody
0: binges TV series, and um, this, this could almost be, detri- it would be interesting to see how they juggle this with international football as well. Because, you know, they talk about if this is a success, you know, he said he's willing to make a change. We've seen him make changes. If this is a success, you could almost say goodbye to international football.
1: Yeah, I don't think they're going to move it. They're not going to leave it. This will be one time only. I don't think it's going to be as successful as it is in June, July. Because do you feel, do you, you know that feeling you get in May? You know, you're about eight weeks into the season. Um, you're like, oh, Origins coming soon. We already started, we're naming our teams like three rounds in. We're talking yeah. about who might be in our teams. Yeah. So build up and then you get the Origin. And then you have the guys that get picked throughout the year. And it's, that's the big sort of thing for the first half of the year. Everything's towards Origin. And then there's getting through Origin over that six weeks. And then post-Origin is to run home to the finals. And that's how you finish. Whereas this year, it was just like this long. as the Flemington straight. And we've had the straight. Now, you got to the end of the fucking race. And then we got oh, So, remember how we used to do the obstacle course in the middle? Now, we're just going to do it after the run. <laughs> so, you can do it now. And it's like, fuck. Like, so, I just don't think it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to stay. And that, that can give us hope for more international football. Yeah, yeah, because um, that's the other thing going can be on next.
0: Yeah, correct. Well, um, you know we've got the Origin coming. We'll, we'll probably have to chat about the Origin when it does come up. But well, it's maybe, next week? It's on next is there, Wednesday. Is there, anything, is there anything else you want to tell me out about?
1: Nah, mate, that's it, mate. I'm I'm pretty uh I'm all kicked out. I'm looking forward to the cricket. It's coming up soon in the next few weeks. So
0: Australia um, vs India. Let's go. Also, if you guys have made it this far, thank you very much. Joe Rogan's got an episode with Kanye West just released. I think it was released two or three days ago. Rogan does an episode every two or three days. So I don't know if it's the, the most recent episode, but it's very, very... It's one of the most recent. Yes, correct. Have you started listening to it?
1: No, I haven't, but I've seen it pop up.
0: If you get there, have a chance, but I'm telling you, you will enjoy. Anyway, much pleasure, much love as it is... That's the end of the season. But it's always up the chooks. Up the chookies. Come on, New South Wales. Anyway, take it easy. Much love. Peace out. Go, you good thing.